0: Welcome to another edition of Len's Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest for the week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush. So during every wedding in the 1990s and to present, we have danced to this famous song. Boogie, woogie, 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 right? Uh, Marsha Griffiths, uh, thank you for that uh, lovely song. But And you know, it's funny, as we enter 2022, We are now obsessed with more electric boogie-woogie-woogie as we are in 2022. And and I'm going to explain this so that you understand what I'm actually talking about. Everything seems to be electric these days, and we are using more and more than we ever did. Uh, just to look it up, because, of course, I have to look things up. That's what I do. Um, the total U.S. electric, uh, electric cons- consumption, let me see if I can speak in this thing, in 2020 was about 3.8 trillion kilowatts. Not 3.8 trillion gigawatts, Marty, but it was kilowatts. And it's 13 times greater than what was used in 1950. Now, I know we have better technology and everybody's using power, but... It is getting to the point where every house has computers, iPads, iPhones, watches. We're plugging everything in. Your electric bill is going up, and it continues to go up to high levels. Now, power is a huge commodity, and I know this because have you ever been to an airport and you see people looking to plug their phone in to a wall outlet or some outlet at the airport, it's almost like a drug addict looking for that fix to get it. That's why I always carry a power strip, everybody. You got to have it. It's gold, baby, gold. So let me get to my next point and the reason for this rant. Car companies like Tesla, okay? And now all of the other major ones are coming out with what we have is all electric ev is the new uh uh, you know phase they say it is safer for the environment but really is it is it really safer for the environment or is it just more dependent on electricity what would ben franklin say today and do i want another device that i need to plug in for the love of god oh my goodness and also i don't want to be on the road in the middle of nowhere looking for that farmhouse, and ask them, hey, can I plug my car in? I mean, really? I mean, how obnoxious is that? It's just crazy. All electric plug-in is just, I'm out. I mean, I'm sorry. I like the idea of both, if they could come up with electric and gas that gets you about 700 miles on 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 a tank or something like that. I'm all for that. But the fact is, I am not getting a vehicle that I always have to worry about charging. Heck, my uh, my phone will die in the middle. Do I want to be on a car that's going to die? And people always complain about the gas prices. I the gas prices are so high, but then they spend four dollars at Starbucks on a mocha latte. But have you ever looked at really looked at your electric bill every month? I'm sure nobody does. Uh, but if you do, all you do is see the amount, and you're like, oh Cavalt, I, I can't I can't take it anymore with the amount. Right? Do we even? No, or do we even understand it, you know? At least with gas, you go to the pump and you know, okay, well, that was $50 and the transaction is done and you can drive for a little bit of time before you have to worry about filling up again. With electric bills, you have some guy from the power company, allegedly, that comes to your house and reads this meter. Only he knows how to read it, right? He goes with the kilowatt hours and, he, 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 and they program this rate, which changes every day. Like, you'll look at your last year's history to this year, and you paid $100 more than you did last year. Every year, it just consistently goes up. What I would like to see is an app that goes on your electric meter and actually tells you, you are using too much power. Slow down. Because I think if you knew exactly how much you were actually spending in a given month before the bill actually came out, you'd probably be shutting these things down and you wouldn't be plugging in your car into the house anymore. So that's kind of where I was thinking. The phones, the watches, it's an obsession. So when I hear the commercial that says, plug it in, plug it in, I think I'm going to pass. Okay, with that being said, it's time to bring on my guest for the week. She is a creator of Mazel Mamas, a place for Jewish mothers to go when planning a big event. She also hosts the podcast of the same name. We worked together back in the 1990s. But she's making her first appearance on Lens Burning Bush. Please welcome, and I'm going to get her to the stream. Please welcome the lovely, the talented Heather DeWarkin. Butchiano, how are you doing? Oh, we're, we're muted. I'm sorry. Let's, uh, let's get you back. Sorry. Go ahead. Pucciano. Let's do it again.
1: Hey, Len. It's freaking me out kind of seeing you face to face because you and I always talked without a picture.
0: I know. And that's why I had a face for radio. And this is the reason I didn't do video. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just this is, you know, we're just kind of getting used to this. The video chat on the YouTube channel. And you got to like, comment, subscribe, whatever. Hit the ding dong. Right? Is that how they do it now on the YouTube channels? I, it's I the ding dong. I have I have 15 subscribers, so obviously I'm not doing very well. So we need to. The idea here is if I could get to 100 subscribers by the end of this broadcast, I will uh, do something nice next week. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But let's let's try. Right? Only if you get to 100 subscribers. Only. I mean, come on. We're not going to do it now. Let's get into my rant for a second here. I w- I've been looking for a vehicle, kind of, a, you know, because used cars are such in high demand now that they're willing to give me almost as much as I paid for the vehicle three years ago. So I'm like, uh, you know what? I think things are going to be a little bit different in the next few months. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just get a new car now. Um, I don't need one, but what the hell? So I start looking at a little bit, maybe a little bit of luxury. You know, it's time as I get older in life, you know, the, the rule is you got to buy a Cadillac and move to Florida. Maybe Maybe it's my time, right? Maybe I have to, maybe I have to do that, right? So I'm looking at I, I, I looked at uh, this one dealership that had a couple of Teslas, and this is where this all came through. I like the idea of the Tesla. I do think it's a nice vehicle. I think it's it looks fantastic. I just worry too much, and I know worrying is paying on a debt you may never owe. But am I going to be the one that's never that that's going to be you know in the middle of the road there with an electric vehicle that is dead? That's the question.
1: Oh. Let me tell you, Lynn. Let me just say, first of all, that I am one of those electric junkies wandering around the airport, always looking for somewhere to plug in. That's me for sure. I know. I see you. (laughs) I, too, though. I am with you. I will not be someone who gets one of those electric plug-in cars. Why? Because I can always already hear my mother in the back of my head saying, but Heather, what happens when it rains? If it's electric, are you going to get electrocuted? <laughs> yes. exactly. I can already hear
0: it. I know. And and you did your mother so well. She's, she's a wonderful woman. Um, <laughs> that is – that is what i'm concerned about and again is it really like everybody says oh it's safer it's this it's that i don't think so i don't think it's any better for the environment using electric as it is getting because you know how electric is powered right don't, don't you have to have some kind of a fuel or some kind of – i mean it, there it, it's not exactly as safe to the environment as they say
1: i have no idea how electric exactly is neither do i know. and i don't I want it on, on the dishwasher
0: it's good. But everybody one day said, oh, it has to be electric. Who's the guy that says this? And who's the – have you ever tried to – have you looked at cars recently? Okay. You've driven a car in the last, hundred, you know, a few years, course, I would say. Oh, of course. course. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we all know that used to have this, the shifter was on the top when I was driving. Okay? Yes. Remember that? Okay, back in yep. the 60s, 70s, and 80s, whatever. Then they moved it to the middle, right? It still had the PR, whatever, right? Yep. All right. Well – Engineers, and we, you got to love them, right? you got to love engineers because without engineers, we wouldn't innovate, and in, in, I love them. But they've come up with ways now where you can't even figure out. I, I, I swear to you, I test drove a Cadillac, the X5. Um, not my style, but it was okay. But the biggest problem, I couldn't figure out how to put the damn car in reverse. And it was an automatic I mean, it was just, you're you're sitting there, and you're trying to move the shifter, and it's not, it's like, why did we change, and even Mercedes, they have the shifter on the top. Lincoln has come out with a piano keyboard, PR, whatever. It's like, okay, I can live with that, but why did we need to change this?
1: Len, I recently drove a BMW, a oh, friend's BMW. Yes. I swear I couldn't figure out how to get in. <laughs> I'm not like, I literally couldn't figure out how to get in the car. Like, I couldn't figure out how to unlock it. I had the fob. And then when I was in the car, I couldn't figure out how to start the car. It was crazy. I know. It was a beautiful car, BMW. I oh. didn't know how to
0: drive it. No, I know. <laughs> and like I said, these cars are, are amazing. I know. The other thing, too, is what I've noticed is – you know, for those of you out there that are looking for new cars, you will find that cars now in the $30,000 range, and then you got 40000 all of these um, so-called decent cars are now overpriced. And then the luxury models now are starting to, it's kind of level off a little bit where, I mean, I would have never thought, I mean, I don't like to spend $50 for a pair of sneakers. Never mind spending $50,000 on a vehicle, right? Because this is ridiculous. Pickup trucks started it. Um, and now it's it's you know, you look at these uh, the Porsche Porsche uh, Cayenne and they want like eighty six thousand dollars for this vehicle. And I'm like, you know, I'm sorry. Does it come with two bedrooms and a bath?
1: I did recently take my mother car shopping and she said this is going to be and the poor car salesman. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> but I so I sorry, recently and she said, have a, this is going to be the last car I ever buy. I want luxury. Yes. So we took her all over the place, but she, she wanted, mer- you know, Mercury, and we took her to Mercedes, and yeah. we took her we took her to Cadillac, we took her everywhere. She ended up with a
0: Buick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course she did.
0: I want luxury. I want luxury, but it's a Buick. Uh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually, I'll tell you, Lincoln actually has a vehicle that is, t- as far as I'm concerned, uh, looking at all of them. The Lincoln Nautilus is is, is if for anybody that's looking for an SUV. I, I tell you, um, it is within the price range of all of it. What I found interesting, the salesman showed me um, because it's built on the same platform as the Ford Edge. Okay. So he showed me, because I wanted, like, certain things in it, right? I wanted I wanted the roof. I want, you know, I'm going to, if you're going to, yeah, come on. Right. We have to have cup holders, yeah. Of course, you know, while you're drinking your uh, vodka in the car. But no, no, I'm sorry. That's not, um, no, but anyway, so he shows me this um, Ford Edge titanium model, top of the line, has everything you want in it. It was $49,000 for our Ford Edge. Yeah, exactly. My reaction the same way. 49000 for Ford Edge. Nice looking car. Just that. Nice. Not forty nine thousand nice. But the problem is now where everybody, you know, the, the car prices rise. So the Lincolns now looking like a bargain at fifty two or fifty-four. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean But why? You know, now they they don't even give you the whole price anymore. When they sit you down, no, the, it's, you know, to talk yeah. to you. Oh
1: well well monthly you're just paying three hundred dollars.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Or in this case, seven hundred. But it's another story for for another day. Now you have come up with what I love. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to your podcast and all that. But I want to I want to talk about how we got together. I was your traffic reporter on Long Island, and uh, you 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 like you said you 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 used to just hearing me, and now you have to see me. So I'm sorry, but I actually attended one of your birthday parties back in the day. Um, it back was, in the it, day, it, we're, it, not
1: gonna no, we're not going to give a year. No, we're not
0: giving a year. We are not given a year. You, you know, you were, you were basically 10 years old at your 10 year old birthday party. Um, we had a, a wonderful time, met your mother. She was, she's, she's wonderful. Uh, but we got together. We, you know, we, uh, I did the traffic on your, on your, on your show and, um, that's how we met and, uh, you're stuck with me now.
1: I, it's forever. It's, it becomes like a, right? You, listen, we would talk every single morning for over a year. So, you know, we, I think, I, I was trying to think. I think that uh, you and I were working together when your kids were born. Is that right?
0: Yeah, my, my son was born in uh, August of 2000. Yeah, yeah. yep. Yeah, so th- that is correct. One of the things that I remember vividly, so this was kind of funny, I was part of the more, I I, I did traffic, but I, I was on more than just traffic. I did a little bit i was i was trying to you know i wasn't in your studio but i was you know back You're in the like day yeah. it was we we reinvented the i mean that was the invented of the zoom and whatever we were able to hear each other and do all that from all that we were working from different places right back in the day when you didn't understand what that was but it is um what i remember is i went on vacation i went to pennsylvania um really why i went to pennsylvania on a vacation i don't know if Again, that's before things you know got a little better, right? But anyway, I I, I went with a family of of good good friends, and they're still my friends today. Uh, It was a family reunion, of course, not my family, but I'm always like that adopted child that everybody wants to be in their family, right? Uh, Because I'm an only child, and you know they feel bad for me. But anyway, we uh, we go ahead and go to this place uh, in Tunkhannock, Pennsylvania, where the men are men and the cows are nervous. But anyway. in, in Tunkhannock, we had uh, this weekend, because we played golf and there was a whole to-do, there was a bar there that had a trivia contest. And I don't know if you remember this, but the trivia contest, and of course I won, because I have a lot of, of useless information in my head. And then you thought it was a good idea, you and the PD thought it was a good idea to have Stump Len. And people would come up with like 70s and 80s television and stump me. And the way it, the, the way it actually ended, we did it for like a week or two, The way it ended was at some point they were just coming up with crap, you know, that I had no idea. But even more so was that was really the early stages of the Internet. And we, I would go on, you know, at some point I couldn't answer. Like I looked online and I got the answer and I said, you know, I actually just cheated. And that was the last time we did it uh, because I, I admitted I was like, you know. At least I admitted it. I wasn't trying to be a, very honest. Yeah, uh, it, it, yeah, you know I'm a mensch when it comes to that stuff. But yes. I just thought if, I didn't know if you remembered that, but I I did vividly, and I tell the story all the time about my trivia. As soon
1: as you said Stumplin, yes, yeah, rem- it came. It all came. It's back. It's all coming I back. It out. It's
0: coming back to me now. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> you got to do that one on TikTok with uh, the fan and uh, the lights and the whole thing. See,
0: that's I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. TikTok is not <laughs> happening for this man. My wife does TikTok... like she follows people on TikTok. I'm like you're in your 50s. Enough with the TikTok.
1: I just got into the TikTok. I'm I can't put it down.
0: I I bet. I bet. It's 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 probably wonderful. My son is on it. My you know daughter, um mm-hmm. the kids are older now and uh I don't know. I'm 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 just trying to live for today, right? That's <laughs> what it comes down to. Uh but anyway, I want to talk about your podcast because you're on a podcast, but what's better to promote another podcast on the podcast that gets no listeners? But anyway, let's let's talk about your podcast. Mazzle Tough, Mazel Mamas is a podcast. You do it. But you had the get of all gets. You had, the main oh, mama. my God, the main mama from the nanny, uh, Renee Taylor. Let me tell you, I am so jelly. All right? Sylvia me, Fine. Sylvia Fine. The... I I I love the nanny. Uh, one of my favorites. The the grandmother was even funnier because yeah, they oh, gave her Yetta. she she yeah Yetta was very funny. But that show was tremendous. But you had her on your podcast. Talk about that.
1: I did have her. Yeah. So she's in a new movie Tango Shalom, and uh, that actually uh, that her son and her late husband Joseph Bologna produced and wrote together. Um, and it's about an Orthodox Jew who tangos with uh, Karina from Dancing with the Stars. And so I, but of course, listen, I, I needed to talk to, she. if, if you're going to talk about Jewish mothers, she is, she's the main one. So I uh, got her on the show to talk about Tonga Shalom. And then we talked about the nanny and we talked about Fran. And I finally asked her, because listen, if ever there was a story of my life made Sylvia Fine would have to play my mother, Shelly. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And so I finally asked her, who did you base your character on? I thought maybe it was her mother. She said, no, it was actually Fran Dresser's mother. That's who she based the character of Sylvia Fine on. I couldn't believe it. And while I was, you know, getting ready to interview her, I watched some old YouTube clips and my husband, my Italian husband had never seen the nanny. And when I showed him a couple of clips from YouTube, he just died he said oh my god that's your mother because she was always eating <laughs> she was always complaining it was that was it
0: what people don't understand and and you married an italian that is my dream okay that will happen you know i'm sorry susan but if the next one's italian okay first of all they can cook a lot better you know they don't need to make reservations right I'm going to be killed. Mine for is this, an buddy. Italian
1: chef. I married I, well, I, an Italian oh, chef. Oh,
0: you hit the you hit the Mac Daddy. Can I can I, I come really over? Did. Can I come <laughs> over? Because I grew up and I had my friends on the show. Okay, their mothers would always feed me because they felt bad for me because I was very thin. Oh my God, you got to eat. You know, it's the same with the Jews. There's no difference, I think, in the Italian guilt versus the Jewish guilt. It's very similar, uh, and and that's why if you remember, you know. You had uh, everybody was Raymond, Doris Roberts, may she rest in peace. She was a Jewish woman doing an Italian, but it was the same thing. You know, she was just a good cook in the show. She just changed the, the, uh, the the, you know, the dramatics a little bit. But I just think it's fantastic because the difference, I always like to say, Italians and Jews are different in one or two ways, right? The Italians, right? We'll first start with the Jews. The Jews like to travel, right? right? Yep. Wandering Jew. That's where the want right? A Wandering. Cruise. Yeah. Like to go on a cruise, like to go everywhere. Italians, where am I going? I got a pool in my backyard. Now I'm the guy who has the pool in my backyard that goes kicking and screaming now to want to go anywhere. But that's, that's another story, but I do travel a little bit too. But that isn't that, isn't that kind of funny how you look at that and it's very similar. The Italian guilt, the mother and the complex. Oh, oh, my mother would be the same way. It's like, oh, you're killing me. You know, you know, it's the mothers are always, oh.
1: yeah, very, the matriarchs of the family. They're, listen, they're the decision makers. They'll say, you know, what? Uh, what do I know? But they're running, they're running everything. They're running the world, really. The Jewish mothers and the Italian mothers. And and I you know listen you can talk all about the stereotypes all you want but I celebrate it I think I it's amazing and wonderful and I love every single stereotype about all the Jewish mothers and the Italian mothers they're bossy and they'll lay the guilt on thick and they'll want to feed you and it comes from a place of love it does
0: That's but really sometimes it it's a little from. crazy like with with what Marie did or what with Sylvia Fine or you know those those are crazy uh, examples but they're not that far off let me let me. Tell Tell you that <laughs> really it, 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 it is pretty close
1: <laughs> it is. it's really kind of what i grew up with
0: yeah well i don't know
1: about you but like shelly but
0: we gotta that. love shelly we gotta we gotta talk about her talk about your mother shelly she's uh, god bless she's she's got to florida now uh, you know cuz that's the law she
1: took all of us with her took all, well, yeah, we all left our jobs and said shelly's got to be in florida let's all go oh
0: and, and it's a good thing so how did you meet this wonderful italian chef who i i'm ready can you can you make me uh, i i can use a little veal franchise, maybe a little uh, you know i I'm, I'm very hungry all the time so
1: len we met at speed dating wow that's we met at dating. Yeah, and I, I lied. I lied to him. I lied about everything. I lied about my name. I lied about my age. I lied about what I did because let me, you know, it's its crazy out there when you're dating. Thank God I'm not dating anymore. So I lied, lied, lied. And then on the second date, I told him my real name and my real age and what I really did. And, and he thought he was on candid camera. <laughs> <laughs> that is and so, fantastic. You know, 18 years later, here we are.
0: Mazel. Ma, that's where the Mazeltov comes in yeah. from Mazel Mamas. Now you you started this, which I, I'm fascinated. Just kind of like everybody thinks that lens burning Bush could mean a couple of things. It could mean a religious thing, or it could mean the alternative, which is not so religious. Um, and and people think it's either one or the other. But it's just really things that bother me, and 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 that's why I rant. I used to do this just for free, you know. Kind of I do it all the time anyway. So why not come up with a little bit of rant? I've always wanted to do stand-up comedy and this is kind of my entry right to do this podcast i didn't know what i was going to do but how did you start this mazel mamas how'd you get the idea
1: Listen, I, I, knew, I knew I wanted to create content that Jewish moms and those who love them could relate to. And so, you know, my my objective with the podcast for Mazel Mamas is to speak up, you know, bring some experts on, and then also bring some famous Jewish moms on, talk about, you know, because right now I think, you know, with Jewish culture, there's, there's a lot happening in Jewish culture that's kind of uh, a little bit serious, a little bit scary, but I think for a lot of people, um, they want to be able to bring their heritage and their Jewish culture into their lifestyle and their families but they don't belong to a temple they don't you know speak Hebrew they don't keep kosher you know bacon is the love of life um and that's and they don't want to feel guilty about it and so they want to be able to kind of share that but not feel ashamed or guilty and that's kind of where mazel mama's kinds of kind of comes in. It's like, um, you know, for people who are Jewish and they want to be able to, to bring that into their family. Like if, you know, if they're not belonging to a synagogue and they're expecting a, a baby boy and they know they're going to be having a bris, they got to get the moil and they got to find out exactly what needs to be done. And there's a lot of, you know, kind of things that need to get done. And so a bris is something that we can talk about exactly what you're going to need. And you don't need to feel guilty or embarrassed to have to call up a temple and say, I don't know what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it, you talked about being Jewish-ish. I've always said that I'm kind of Jewish-ish. And there should be a TV show. We've had, you know, Blackish, we, you know, we, we need to have Jewish-ish. That's that's Yes. Len! Uh, that that's my next uh, project. Uh, I think we're working on that together, you and I. I've got uh, a couple of ideas for TV shows, so we need to collaborate a little bit. I think it would be would be a lot of fun to do that. Uh but you're right. I mean, people don't understand. I I think it's great to learn about culture. I think a lot of times you know, we never do teaching moments anymore of you don't understand something, it's okay, raise your hand. I have a real problem with acronyms in the workplace. And I think we talk in that way in life. We always LOL and we do all of those acronyms that everybody doesn't understand. And at some point it's kinda of like that girl you're you've you've met and you don't know her name and you can't really ask her at this point. It's kind of like with the LOL or even what a bris is. Nobody knows what that is, and they're afraid to even ask. They just kind of nod and go, yeah, yeah, okay. But it's okay to ask, and I think we need to be a little more teaching of the cultures and understand, you know, hey, this is what happens on Christmas. This is what happens on Hanukkah. This is, you know, do everything so that we can understand it as opposed to just having one way or the other way. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. And it's also a place really where Jewish moms who were brought up more religious um, and more entrenched in the culture for them to be able to accept their child in an interfaith marriage as well and how all of the different cultures are going to be blended together no matter what the culture is.
0: I like the blending now because I go to, you know, I well, I don't go as much as I used to, but the temple that I had belonged to, um, you know, I do belong is uh is like that it's it's a little more relaxed you know where there's a lot of interfaith marriages and there's all kinds of things which is great i think that um i don't want to be part of something that's so exclusive you know it's it's exactly the the whole thing you don't want to be part of that exclusive club
1: when i married joe i had a very hard time finding a rabbi that would marry us and you know no after no after no when you start feeling ashamed yeah you know yeah so i agree with you 100 percent.
0: yeah it's it's kind of that way and it's just you know we, uh, we you know and I like to talk about things that are kind of uh, with this show too I, I like to bring the reason I have the guest on is because obviously the guests are always better than me and it makes it me look good you know it's always, it's kind of a kind of a a way to, to bring it on but I always like because I, I I think I treat it more like a co-host and that's kind of what I like I don't know if you saw this but share um, who's still looking great at 75 now by the way yes if you believe anyway she did a, a song uh, for the Golden Girls, I don't know if you saw this, but she shared a clip on social media which she sang an all-new cover of the theme to the Golden Girls. Um, I and, did not yeah, see this, she did, she, How did I miss it? She gave the special performance of Thank You for Being a Friend on the original Golden Gold Stage 5 in Hollywood where the uh, long-running show was taped. So we got to find it. i got to find it on YouTube or something like that. But I think, um, you know, just to hear Cher do, Thank You for Being a Friend. Come on, we got to get that. I, mean, I mean, I thought I was going to get you with the electric slide song in the beginning. I thought you're going to be tapping yourself, you know? Well,
1: I mean, every wedding you ever go to, you have to do the electric slide. But, you know, it's, it, you know what's crazy? And I just heard about this the Golden Girls were the same age as the women from Sex in the City that they oh, are I know.
0: Now. It's crazy. crazy. And, and- yeah, and, and and you look at what the Sex and the City. Uh, I'm not really. I don't really love the new remake of it. I don't know. Have you watched it, the the new one? Uh,
1: just bits and pieces. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah,
0: it's not good. Not and, the same. And, and I think you know, and, and and Sarah Jessica Parker, God bless her, but she looks like she's had a few little too many lifts on the face a little bit, and you know, just be you, boo. Don't need. I mean, why do you or, let? Um, I the only one that looks exact. I mean, they both. Chris. Uh, I think that uh, Cynthia Nixon looks uh, pretty much the same. Uh, with, I do, too. Yeah. I think she looks great. But but, uh, but Charlotte looks fat. Oh, yeah. I mean, but she's a little bit young. Is it? No, I think they're all around the, the same age, I guess.
1: I think they're all around
0: the same age. Which is kind she of interesting. Does. I don't like that King yeah. Patrell wasn't invited back. And I know she didn't want to do it, but I, I think that it's just I they know, got into the, a look. Little... Oh, that war, though, is
1: delicious.
0: Yes. It's fantastic. This, this is the gossip that we love. We love this. This is the type of stuff your mother would just, she loves it, doesn't she?
1: Loves it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, Yeah, it, and then she thinks she knows these people too. Heather, did you see what they said now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> see, people don't understand that are listening right now in Iowa. They don't understand this, and I, I apologize. We might need to do uh, have a little bit in the description of the episode, kind of uh, cliff notes of how to be how to talk Jewish because this is kind of what we're what we're doing today. We're kibitzing on uh, on YouTube, and we're also I love this because. You know, it's funny. I in the in the years of radio, I have um many times people will say that you have a great voice and you don't sound like always there's certain words that I do sound like I'm from New York, obviously. Quarter. Water.
1: Daughter. Daughter.
0: Water. water right. But otherwise there's not but when it's like you go back like I go back to New York or New Jersey and within five minutes I'm like, How you doing? You know, I'm I'm certainly capable of going back into that that mode and right now immediately yeah right now i'm felling that we're talking about this stuff is that good
1: <laughs> it's very good and it is it just comes right back even if you're on the phone you know yeah. like sometimes when i'm on the phone with some of my friends i'll just slip right back in not that florida is really that much different it's really not i mean there's yeah. so many new york jews down here
0: Oh, of course are you going to dinner at 4:30 yet
1: 430, yeah. Four thirty. Yeah. You got to leave the house at four thirty. Get there at and five. You gotta,
0: and you got to come out with the uh, with the toothpick. It's like, oh, that was a great steak dinner. <laughs> like the episode of Seinfeld. Oh, look at the big shot eating at six o'clock now. <laughs> Not paying the the, the prices, right? You're, that's right. I love Seinfeld. I think they did. That, that's a wonderful show. What what's your thoughts of Seinfeld and Curb? What do you What do you like about? It? Do you like uh, both of the shows, Larry David? Yeah, I
1: do. I. I do. I do. I I mean, listen, I was a big Seinfeld fan as well. I remember watching the finale. It was a huge thing. I'm
0: a big Seinfeld fan.
1: Larry David?
0: Eh. (laughs) Pretty, pretty, (laughs) pretty good. My wife cannot stand Larry David, and I'm sorry, Larry, because I love you. But for some reason, Susan does not like Larry because when she watches him on Curb, she's like, oh, enough already with him. Like, he, he just goes all, I just, I love it, but she, yeah, she's got a problem. She's like, that show you watch, Curb, it's like, I, I can't watch it anymore.
1: Well, I mean, I think that's like any marriage. I mean, my husband's favorite show was BattleBots, which I got to say, that was sometimes really fantastic.
0: Oh, you watch it once in a while. <laughs> BattleBots. Battle bots. I've never even heard of BattleBots, so I got to. Oh, oh,
1: Len, it's, all right. sometimes it's very satisfying. These robots just tear the pants off each other. It's destructive and amazing
0: amazing <laughs> amazing so during this pandemic you're watching shows what are you doing you're, you' you any show you binge watching on netflix recently
1: uh, nah, uh yeah i mean i'm watching anything that comes out you know listen i'll be honest with you lynn i do like the, a little bit of the trashy shows
0: oh i'm not gonna lie not gonna lie I'm I'm watching, i love it <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm watching a little of the trashy shows that sex life show is oh, what i Hey, watched. i watched very that hot. too
0: god very good very good very I watched, hot. Yeah. hot yeah, there's yeah, a couple I of like, them.
1: Uh, the, oh, you know what I watched last night? Did you see the Janet Jackson documentary? No,
0: I did not. That, is that, uh, <gasps> did they talk about the nip slip?
1: Not yet. That's in, like, the final part. And, honestly, they padded it a lot. Oh, like, they could have gotten yeah. through it a lot. So tonight's going to be the nip slip episode. Oh, okay.
0: Justin Timberlake. and uh, uh, Yes. That was, you know, it's funny. They, I really believe that when Justin Timberlake came back uh, for the Super Bowl a couple years ago, I think, he should have brought Janet back on. They should have done... The recreation of that would have been... In, in, that You, you know what's interesting? That happened in 2004, the Super Bowl. Yeah. And it, I just saw an article today about it. And what's interesting is that was my first uh, experience with TiVo. Uh, I had the DirecTV uh, receiver with TiVo. And I was going back and forth. I go, did that just happen? <laughs> and people were the I mean, show. Everybody like, said, like, yeah, "Yeah, exactly." Did that just happen? Did and- that just
1: happened. Like, yeah, we were at my brother's house in Portland, Oregon, watching it. We were all eating pizza, yeah. and like we blinked, and did that? Re- did that happen? Yeah, it was like crazy.
0: Exactly. But you know, now I, I don't know. I never. The Super Bowl halftime show is getting a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's uh, it's something they put on. They have got to do it now. They're stretching out. The Super Bowl is not till February thirteenth. It's on a Sunday. I had an episode last year. I brought Tanya Memi on. We talked about that. The Super Bowl should be on Saturday. Uh, I had a whole episode about it because I can't stand that you have this party and people have to leave at halftime, especially on the East Coast. I just I think it's horrible that we get because it's work the next day. Yeah, you got to or either make Monday a holiday or put it on Saturday. And I know everybody says, oh, they can't do that because they won't get ratings, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, bull, you know what? If the Super Bowl was held at 2 a.m. on a Thursday, you'd still get people to watch it.
1: So they have to make the next day a holiday.
0: I think they do. I think they're never going to change it. And what amazes me, they always talk about tradition, but then in tradition, we didn't play on Thursday other than Thanksgiving. Now we're playing every Thursday. Or, you know, there's, these traditions are kind of a pick-and-choose mentality. Which I don't understand a little bit, a little bit pick yeah. and choosing. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't love it. Uh, I think we need to move it to Saturday, but that's never going to happen. So uh, I have my Super Bowl party every year. It'll be the twenty first uh, Super Bowl party because when I lived in New Jersey, I would always go somewhere, and then I moved to Kentucky, and I'm like, people aren't coming. I can't go to a Super Bowl party, so I figured I created my own. So twenty one years this Bowl year, party. we've had one every year. Even in the pandemic, we had a, a, a lighter crowd in the first year, but last year, you know, decent amount of people came. And we're going to go uh, all out. We're going to have, uh, you know, 40, 50 people, whatever. We're going to try to.
1: I think it's yeah, Super Bowl party is fantastic because it's really the only holiday where the food it's it's the whole time it's all hors d'oeuvres.
0: Everything yes, is hors d'oeuvres. I love it. Yeah. It, it. There's two holidays that I love. Um, in addition to Super Bowl, I love uh, I love Thanksgiving because I love to eat. Right. And then Groundhog Day. I don't know why, no. but those are the Groundhog two. Day. I love Groundhog Day. I I think they should have a Groundhog Day movie marathon where they play the same movie over and over again. Right?
1: I mean, it's a great movie. It's a, yeah.
0: Just keep playing it. Bill Murray's wonderful in it. I was on a beach. I was making love to a woman for twenty four hours, and you know, I could have lived that day over again. No, that's not the day I get right. <laughs> Uh, but it's uh, it's it's crazy. But uh, where can uh, people consume the podcast? And give out your uh, website so that people can find this great content.
1: Mazelmamas.com. dot com.
0: Love it, and that's M A Z E L. I actually thought it was pronounced Mazel because of the marvelous Mrs. Mazel, one of my favorite shows. On, uh, I'm hoping Netflix. to get
1: her on. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, she she'd be a get. Oh boy. Oh, or, you, yeah. you know, I, I'll tell you, Tony Shalhoub, um, and I know you're looking at mothers, but. Tony Shalhoub is so another good one. And um, there's a lot of great people on that uh, in that show that uh, if you can get. The woman who plays the mother was actually Judith on Two and a Half Men. So yes. look at all this useless information yeah. that I have. See, this is... But it's this, an
1: amazing cast. It is it's amazing. It's so good.
0: I love it. And they do a great job. I mean, she really nails it uh you know, she does a great job. Rachel Brosnahan, is that it? Rachel? Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: coming back, what? Uh, is it coming back February 4th, 13th or something? I
0: think so. All the shows came back. Uh, you know, the problem is Ozark. I did not know that they were doing it in two parts. So I went ahead and got excited because I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to watch season four and it's going to put an end to it. No, I watched the seven episodes and the son of a bitch thing is going to go to the second part now. Now I got to wait again. I mean, it's like, I can't deal with this stuff. This is what, you know, binging is great, but don't drop them all then. If it's going to be, if it's going to be a, a, you know, a section, just do it once a week. Do it like the way we used to do it, yeah. like animals. We used to have to watch the Sopranos on Sunday night at nine. We had to sit down and watch it before, you know, before we had, uh, you know, TiVo and you had to, you, had to you don't answer it. the
1: phone. No, that's right. it, it was
0: water cooler talk in the morning on a, on a Monday. Do you remember that when we do radio shows? Sopranos was definitely a water cooler talk. Well, we could go on and on, and I love having you. This show is basically me catching up with all my friends, and if people don't like that, I'm sorry, but, you know, it is the way it is, right? (laughs) That's the way it is. You can like Lens Burning Bush on Facebook, at Lens Burning Bush, and follow along on Twitter, at Lens Burning Bush. I've got the YouTube channel now. So, again, we try to get to 100 subscribers. See if we can do that. We've got 15, so we've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. Uh, It's kind of like... Going eastbound and down, we got to get eastbound and down on YouTube and get some some people to uh, actually subscribe. So put it, uh, promote it, do whatever. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, you can get it. Podbean, iHeartRadio. Uh, you can even ask Alexa to play Lens Burning Bush and make sure you say Lens Burning Bush podcast because you know what will happen if you just say Lens Burning Bush, it could be just about anything. But uh, Heather Bucciano, do you like that? Did I do that okay?
1: It was perfect, especially with the hand movement.
0: You have Love to it. do see that's another thing with, from New York and being Jew. You you have to use your hands, and and that's what people don't understand when they're watching now. Is why is he using his hands so much? It's just the it's just the way I do it. But this this was a this was a mitzvah doing this today. I I I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I am so excited. Uh, you're you're a mensch uh, for doing it. I appreciate it, but. Uh, Thanks to uh, Heather, I'm Len Harvey. We'll be back with another episode of Len's Burning Bush next week. So long.